This week on Substances, we will dig into the largely divisive and controversial issues that plagued Turkey with foreign foreign minister Yasir Yakis. He not only outlines each of the issues, but also adds in relevant historical and personal information. Because of his career, he weighs in on each topic diligently and passionately. Yasir Yakis sees greatness in his country, Turkey, yet is conflicted by the extreme position Turkey has recently found itself in. Yasir also speaks about the Syrian crisis and the role Turkey must play and what it should be doing. We hope you enjoy this episode with Yasir Yakis in its second week. geographically and ideologically served as a bridge between the Eastern and Western world. Do you see Turkey continuing to serve as this ambiguous link or do you see Turkey leaning more towards either side? Actually, I believe that the democracy has taken roots in Turkey. Uh, Turkey is not the paradise of democracy, of course, but it has made some progress as compared to the countries of the region, Middle Eastern countries. Turkey is uh, half a step or one step ahead or one and a half step ahead because uh, after the fall of the Ottoman Empire, uh, Mustafa Kemal Atatürk, who led the nationalist movement, created a secular and democratic Turkey. At the earlier ages, uh, early years or decades, it was not a democracy because the uh, Ottoman Empire being an empire and sultanate, uh, people were not used to it, so uh, it was a type of uh, one-man rule with democratic idea. And uh, when Atatürk was alive, he was such a strong leader that nobody was there to to challenge him or to contradict him, and uh, so the country was ruled by one man. But after his death, the, the democratization continued, and from 1946 uh, uh, onward, we passed to, the, Turkey has passed to the multi-partite system. Until that time, it was one-party politics, multi-partite. So from 1946 up today, up to that, to, uh, up to, to to this year, we have gained some degree of uh, democracy, and this is what makes Turkey different from other countries. And the uh, the, the reason, the need for this uh, introductory part to your question, is that Turkey has a democratic experience, no matter how imperfect it is. Therefore, we believe that uh, Turkey will not go, uh, even if there are turbulences that Turkey's democracy has to cross because of the strong leadership of Erdogan today, and uh, that he has a very uh, 
pious Islamic orientations. Uh, despite this, we believe that the experience that Turkey has will prevail one way or another, and that there will be a break if he wants to Islamize Turkey in a, in a direction which is not uh, suitable for Turkey. So I'm, uh, I believe that the Turkey's democracy may go through a turbulence, but because of the experience that it has gained, uh, Turkey cannot go back to the level of the other Middle Eastern countries where democracy does not function at all. So this is what I believe, and Turkey, Turkey is anchored also in the Western structures. And when uh, I am asked from time to time uh, how far, uh, how early started the Western vocation of Turkey direction, uh, some people go back to Atatürk's Mustafa Kemal's time in the 1920s. But in the Ottoman times also, towards the last centuries of Ottoman, there were also intellectual movement to westernize Turkey. So according to one theory, it started in uh, 1801 or 1803 with the uh, Janissaries uh, class in the, uh, in the army they were destroyed and modern Western type of uh, military was introduced. I found a very interesting uh, reference to Turkey's Western vo vocation in a book written by uh, a French author, Jean-Paul Roux. Uh, the title of the book is L'Histoire des Grands Mongols, the history of the Big Mongols, Jean-Paul Roux, Babur, L'Histoire de Grand Mongol. In that book, there's a very interesting story. Babur was the sultan of an empire in Central Asia. And at that time, uh, Iran was ruled by a Turkic, Turkic family, Turkic dynasty. Uh, and uh, Iran asked Babur, Sultan Babur, to help Iran, uh, its, uh, Iran's army. And uh, Babur opened a discussion in the Divan, in the Royal uh, Council, and uh, some members of Divan said that uh, Iran is ruled by Turks, Safavis, but they are Shia Turks. We are Sunni Turks. If we help the Iranian Turks, their regime, they will put more pressure on the Ottoman Turks, which is further west. And the, the other members of the uh, of the royal divan said that forget about these Ottomans, they are too much westward looking people. This happened in 1514. In 1514, the Ottoman Turks 
were regarded by Central Asian Turks as too much westward-oriented people. So, the Western vocation of Turkey is not, doesn't, back then, it's not, it was there. So I think that this vocation will continue, and especially with the presence of strong Turkish communities in Western countries, Germany, Holland, etc., despite, again, disturbances that took place in Holland and sometimes also in Germany. This, this trend may have some fluctuations, but I think it will not be reversed. I, I'm not uh, uh, desperate. I, 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 am, I did not lose my hope that, uh, that it, it will be diverted in an irreversible manner. Does it answer this question? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So with the um, current political situation and the influx of refugees in um, Turkey, um, will the stability of Turkey be um, influenced by the refugees? Yes, refugees, of course, will have a lot of impact. But uh, Oriental societies, and more so per Turkish society, is resilient, more resilient to the absorption of the foreign refugees. For instance, when uh, a few tens of thousands of refugees came to a very rich country like Germany, it caused a problem, but three million refugees were admitted to Turkey from Syria, and uh, Turkey was able to uh, absorb it. There are several reasons for its easy absorption. absorption. One is that uh, the Turkish-Syrian border was drawn on the sands, as they call it. Uh, many borders on the, in the Middle East are drawn on the sands by colonial mm -hmm. power. Sykes-Picot mm -hmm. Pico, uh, are the two, one French and one, uh, Mr. Pico and uh, Mr. Sykes, uh, are two persons who drew, uh, who uh, partitioned the Ottoman territories of the Middle East according to their wish. And the border that they drew did not correspond to anything. Sometimes the villages were divided into two. And now uh, when refugees came from Syria, the Syrian brother has joined his, his brother in Turkey. So its absorption is easier because of this uh, I mean, way of life and family relations, one thing. Secondly, it is the same geography, same mentality of people. It's not like a, a, an Arab-speaking person coming to Germany and losing its way, etc. And they are at the same level of development, so there is no social problem created by the social differences. I mean, different educations. They are Muslim, both sides is Muslim, and relative, and of the geography the same, etc. All these things facilitated uh, uh, Turkey's absorption of the refugees. But of course, when the figures goes to 3 million, then it is a problem. 
Turkey is facing with this problem. Uh, now something like 14 billion dollars is uh, spent by Turkey for the refugees alone. But of course, when we talk about 40 billion dollars, they also helped Turkey as a cheap labor and the reactivation of economy in the areas where there was nothing, the Syrian border. So all these things are, there are positive sides and negative sides. So this is a little bit the question of absorption of uh, the refugees, Syrian refugees in Turkey. Uh, but it had also uh, backlashes. And now the row between the European countries and Turkey on the question of, uh, of refugees, I think it's unnecessary and it, is, uh, it has grown out of proportion. The mutual recrimination and threats do not lead anywhere. It is unnecessary. And when Turkey says that I will leave all these, uh, I will open my doors and uh, you will be faced the, with the problem. This is not, a, a, this cannot be a real threat because the, the, there is sea border between Turkey and the European Union, but there is also land border. Sea border, if Turkey does not take measures for the uh, smugglers of human beings, mm -hmm to be taken the boats, uh, plastic boats, mm -hmm. and drawn in the middle of the sea, or go to the Greek islands, and, uh, and the problem that it's, it will be the Greek authorities' problem, uh, then the Greeks, of course, may say, no, we don't accept you from this line onward, it's your problem. So these smugglers in human beings will have to return back to Turkey. And if we are talking of the land border, then when you open the door, customs formalities, you let them cross, let them go out of Turkey. But if the Bulgarian uh, border authorities stop them there, are they in Bulgaria? No, they are not. They, are, they, they will be in Turkey again. So, threatening Bulgaria, telling them that I will open my doors, it is, it is not a threat. But do you still think that Turkey's image with that they threat, that, they th that they're threatening um, Europe will probably um, influence their um, membership um, negotiations in Europe? Ne membership negotiation actually is another process. Uh, there was another question uh, among your questions actually. Membership is connected to this, but it was connected later on because Turkey was asking uh, European Union to take certain measures to accelerate the, the negotiation of the chapters. There are 36 chapters the negotiations are divided into 36 chapters. Some were blocked for the for political reasons, some economic reasons, some social reasons, etc. 
And uh, this blockade had to be opened one way or another. Turkey uh, raised this question and the European Union agreed saying that there are 72 uh, criteria that you should abide by for us to resume the discussion. Uh, I, I think uh, 67 of them were already uh, covered, covered, and five was remaining, and the discussion on that five, one of them was critical uh, for Turkey. Uh, the European Union wanted Turkey to amend the law on the fight against terror, terrorism. And the European Union said that if you don't make an amendment in your law for the fight against terrorism, I will not resume the negotiations. Turkey says that they are fighting with ISIS and all other groups, etc. In the present circumstance, I cannot change, especially because of our fight against another terrorist organization, which is called PKK, Parti Kerkeran Kurdistan. PKK means Kurdish Workers' Party, Kurdistan's Workers' Party. And because of the fight against it, Turkey doesn't want to amend it. But of course, there is a gray area the European Union does not ask Turkey not to fight PKK. What the European Union asks, if there is goodwill on both sides, they may meet somewhere in the middle. It's not a, a zero-sum game, as I mentioned uh, during the call. Uh, for instance, uh, if Turkey makes an amendment and at present, a man who is holding gun in his hand to carry out terrorist actions, acts, acts of terror, is put in the same basket as an academic who signs a petition to protest the governments doing in an area. So the European Union, what the European Union asks Turkey is not to put an academic who signs a petition, non-violent mm -hmm. reaction, in the same basket with the terrorists. So, if there is goodwill, a solution could be found this question. But Turkey doesn't want to show this uh, resilience at present, or this flexibility. And uh, when the uh, political will will mature on both sides, solution could be find this, to, to this question. That's a, there's a, gen, a, a rule in the social sciences which says, when there is a will, there is a way. So, when the will will emerge, I believe that a uh, solution could be found. Okay, so it, going off of that, what do you think Turkey's main foreign policy objective, objective should be, respective and both irrespective of the EU's criteria for membership and also the amendment you just mentioned in regards to terrorism? Actually, uh, 
Unlike many uh, European interlocutors of mine, when I, I after uh, I ceased to become foreign minister, I was chairing EU committee in the Turkish Parliament for eight years. And uh, the big difference between me and my European intellectual was that they were diverting the, the subject of the negotiations as if it was today's Turkey that will join today's European Union. Whereas, first of all, it is not today's Turkey that will join the European Union, it will be tomorrow's Turkey, and we do not know how it will, and it will be only after Turkey fulfills all criteria which is necessary to join the European Union. So it's not today's Turkey, one thing. Secondly, it is not today's European Union that Turkey will join. It will be a different European Union, with Britain gone now, perhaps other countries will follow. And European Union may cease to become an attractive destination in the future. We do not know. So, we are discussing as if tomorrow Turkey was going to win. This is wrong. And I compare sometimes Turkey's uh, aspiration to join the European as, as looking at the moon in a full moon night. It is distant, it is romantic. But when you come close to the moon, when Apollo 11 went, it was very unhospitable. The closer you come to it, the more un unhospitable you find it. And, of course, when Turkey started negotiations, it found out that it was like the, like the surface of the moon, very un unhospitable for many things. For instance, uh, the, the rules that applies to certain... I mean, it's not suitable for Turkey, so it may not be easy for Turkey to abide by that. So, the closer you come, the more you prob problem you see. For this reason, I, I believe that the best thing for Turkey is to use, rather than getting entangled on whether we are going to become a member tomorrow or, or next year, Turkey should use this process of negotiations in order to put more order to its interior. To make Turkey a country with better human fundamental rights and freedom, more people enjoying it. To make Turkey a better functioning democracy. To make Turkey a, a country with more transparent economy. Therefore, lesser corruption. If you achieve all these things, whether Turkey joins ultimately European or not, it becomes irrelevant. It will become like, like uh, Norway. Well, if negotiations uh, are finalized and, uh, and the European Union put it in the referendum and say, yes, Turkey can become a member, and when you ask the Turkish public opinion, they may say that no, we are not interested in it. This may also happen. But the main thing, Turkey should not get entangled in becoming uh, a member, whatever the cost is. Instead of this, it should utilize this process in order to make Turkey a different country. So, do you believe that Turkey 
maybe in the future will try to put more effort into enhancing or taking their foreign relations uh, with their neighboring countries to the south, so for example Kurdistan or Iran or Syria, um, into a more positive extent or it should have the same kind of effort in all of its borders? I think that it will depend upon the political parties. The present political party uh, is less uh, lenient to have uh, that close relations with the European Union to the detriment of the regional countries. The, a, a close relationship with the Islamic Ummah, the Islamic world, uh, may look more attractive at least to the core uh, of the ruling party. Uh, but the tradition in Turkey, dating back uh, to 1540, it's towards the West. So this, it is, it is dormant there, but it's always there. Uh, I believe that uh, sooner or later this uh, Western vocation of, of Turkish people in their mind, and that goes back to centuries, will prevail. Of course, when there is a change in, in, in the government, usually the political parties, when they are in opposition, they criticize the, the, the present government and they say, whatever this government is doing is wrong, when we come to power we will change everything. And this is what is going to happen probably. And uh, when there are new other uh, political parties that come to power, they will have a different uh, program uh, of their own, and it will depend which political party we will, uh, will gain. And when I was uh, deputy, uh, I was assistant of Erdogan when he was our leader, and I was his uh, deputy chairman, he used to tell us that uh, the faces of politicians are also worn as the time goes by. Looking at the same face, it is, I mean, you're, I mean, you're fed up at one day. You may remember this story, an anecdote of Aristo, 2,500 years ago, when uh, he saw uh, someone coming from outside Athens for the vote, he said, which party are you going to vote, for whom are you going to vote? He said, I'm going to vote for the opposition. He said, why are you no, not happy with it? No, I want, to, I want a change. Yeah. So in Turkey, if no, for no other reasons, there may be um, an inclination in the people to change. Okay, so internally right now, Turkey's acting as a home to all of these refugees. However, externally, what do you think the role they can play and what do you think they should play in the Syrian conflict? Turkey or refugees? Turkey. In, in, uh, Turkey can play, uh, if it is confined to the question of refugees, it is already playing a very important role, but the 40 billion and more money is not sustainable for a country uh, like Turkey, which is not the richest uh, uh, country in the world. So it is not sustainable. If Turkey was to uh, 
let me uh, show you how Turkey is here. It is something like this. And Syria is here. This is Israel, Lebanon, and Turkey. Uh, Turkey, if at the beginning, was to propose to establish safe zones safe zones. Mm -hmm. It could be air exclusion zone or safe zone. There are different. Air exclusion is only from the air. I mean, the, uh, the Syrian regime's uh, Syrian regime's uh, plane were, would not be allowed, like it happened in Iraq. North of the 36th parallel was forbidden for the Iraqi uh, airplane. So something similar to this could have been established there. But later on, because of the policy of Turkey, uh, international community became less ready to accept Turkey's uh, idea of establishing uh, safe zones. Okay. If again today, with the leadership of America, safe zones could be established here, Turkey could contribute to it. If at the beginning, without trying to overthrow the regime in, in Syria, Turkey's policy now was based until very recently uh, at least, that uh, Turkey was trying to uh, overthrow Bashar Assad regime. Of course, now, Bashar Assad will oppose Turkey's securing the safety of the safe zones. Normally, in the international practice, uh, the neighboring countries are not preferred to secure the safety. If you want to, to do it, you should bring Guatemalan soldiers or Equatorian countries, countries that have no interest here. So Turkey will not be uh, set free to establish its own uh, safe zones. So if this was done at the beginning, Turkey could have helped and opened the gate not for the refugees, but for the emergency cases. Someone who is wounded or sick could be taken to Turkey and healed there and sent back to his country. But it, is, it, was, it should have been in the Syrian territory. This idea now is gaining momentum, but because of mistrust towards Turkey, it is not materialized. If it could be established, for instance, the European Union countries, instead of seeing refugees at their gate, prepare background uh, uh, infrastructure here for the refugees. So Syrians will be internally displaced person in this in, in this zone, and the European Union will pay 
for it. And Turkey will again keep the door open for emergency cases. This is one of the contributions that Turkey could make. Uh, but if Turkey insists, now Turkey has a piece of land which is under the control of either this is Turkish border, and it goes like this, El Bab, Bab is here, so this is called Membic Vacuum, Membic, Membic, Membic Vacuum. Here, this place is under the control of the Turkish-supported Free Syrian Army fighters. But can Turkey stay there indefinitely? We do not know. Turkey wants to do something here, whereas Americans want to do same thing elsewhere, which is controlled by Kurds. And Turkey doesn't like it. So there is a conflict of interest here. And I wonder whether anyone will be able to raise this during the Thursday and Friday's discussions. <laughs> because Americans want to cooperate with Kurds for several reasons. Because they are supporters of the Kurdish cause, and now they believe that Kurds are the most reliable partners to fight against ISIS. So, uh, Americans want to establish safe zone in the areas controlled by Kurds. Turkey wants to establish it in this area, in this triangle. Uh, let's see. The best was would be a, a safe zone controlled by the international community and with the with international legitimacy. And by international legitimacy, I understand the UN Security Council decision. So there's no other international legitimacy. So if Russians do not oppose to a resolution to create safe zone in the Syrian territory, then will come the other stage of it. International legitimacy is the first step. Secondly, since we are talking of Syrians moving from other places of Syria and they will be settled in the safe zone. They will be settled in the houses. So you have to expropriate the land. Expropriate. Expropriate to buy from the owners of it. And this area is called, as you may know, this is uh, the fertile crescent. This is fertile crescent. The land is very, very expensive. So you have to, the government or international has to expropriate the land by buying from the owners. And then you have to construct dwellings there. Mm -hmm. Money. Tens of billions of dollars, most probably. Then you expropriate the land. You constructed the building, people are living there, but they, have, they need to be fed. You have to create jobs. Another tens of billions for the creation of jobs. So it is a gigantic task. It's not as simple as we say it. So it is, uh, it's not an easy task. 
But let's see. I mean, again, the, here, if there's a will, there's a way. Do you think, just based off of everything we've discussed today, that Turkey would take the lead with the Syrian crisis in terms of refugees? Do you think that they're in the best position to shelter them all in terms of also absorption, comparing it to Berlin and how, or Germany as a whole, how it wasn't as successful with Turkey? Turkey, uh, economically, Turkey is vulnerable because, uh, I mean, this, that many, more than three million uh, uh, refugees is too heavy a burden for Turkey to carry alone. And the financial assistance of the European countries or international community at large, including the United States, uh, con uh, constituted only a small portion of this 40 billion uh, dollars. So, economically it is very difficult to continue the way it is. Turkey is a major player because it has 910 kilometers of common border with Syria. And uh, uh, this border is, is a flat land. It is drawn by Sykes-Picot without taking into consideration anything. Actually, actually, it was the railroad that the Ottomans laid. Mm -hmm. So the border, in most of the length of this border, it is uh, 10 or 15 meters south of the railroad to leave the railroad to Ottomans, to Turkey, so that it doesn't divide anything. It is, it is nothing. So, uh, so this long, 910 kilometer long border is an advantage to play an important role. And Turkey being a member of NATO, of course it has other connections in order to cooperate with the, uh, uh, with the uh, NATO members. There is a, an air base here in a place called Incirlik. It's a NATO base. Most of the aircraft are American aircraft. So it is only 150 kilometers. So for a plane, it's only a few minutes to fly from there. So it is easy to carry out air missions from a very strong NATO basis, very strong infrastructure, communication and the, uh, integrated communication. Uh, air defense needs a very strong ground environment. If there is no sufficient ground environment, the aircraft in the uh, fi fighters in the air doesn't mean anything. You have to support them. And both the shelters, communication, and the runway, all these things need billions of dollars to construct. It exists in Turkey a NATO standard basis. And here, Turkey is cooperating with 28 uh, NATO countries here. So it, it is an advantage. So 900 kilometers of common border is one advantage. Turkey being member of NATO, a second advantage. Very strong NATO infrastructure available in the region is something else. 
But of course, these are positive signs. Negative side is Turkey started by trying to overthrow the regime. So it is the last thing that the neighboring country should do. If distant country tries to do it, it is less harmful. But if a neighboring country do, does it, then it is more complicated. So uh, many countries, uh, members, many members of the international community will express uh, uh, disagreements uh, for Turkey's very deep roles to, to be assumed by Turkey in this crisis. So Turkey has advantages, but also disadvantages also. Very interesting. I never thought about it with the overthrowing of the regime. I never thought it would be like to expand Turkey. That's very, very interesting point you bring up. Thank you. Well, thank you so thank you. much. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you on our show today. Thank you. Today on Substances, we learned about the crucial role Turkey plays being the dividing and bridging nation between Asia, Europe, and the Middle East. Turkey connects the regions, has cultural influences from each of them, but also finds itself in a very difficult place as it tries to define itself in the modern era. With our theme this month being human rights, Turkey is at the forefront, as the current administration has stripped away many of their rights and continues to confront its own past. Tune in for more articles, quizzes, and information regarding human rights on substances.com, and please email us at dosageofrepartee at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. If you have a story to tell us, please contact us, and we'd love to share it with the world. Our next month theme is going to be focused on religions of the world, and we would love to feature your articles or even interview one of our listeners for a very special podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into Substances this week, and we can't wait to be back with you soon.